You are listening to the BBNI podcast, Journeys of Faith, Leadership and Life. Welcome to the BBNI podcast. I'm Lisa Keyes, Chief Officer of the Northern Ireland Boys Brigade and we've been recording a number of podcasts inviting guests in to share their story of leadership of faith and just their journey of life. And today I am really delighted to have two guests in the podcast studio. I think it's the first time that we've done um, three people in here at the one time. Um, So Helen and Steve from Crown Jesus Ministries, you are so welcome to our podcast today. Um, I think I probably know you both quite well um, because we've worked together in Crown Jesus uh, a few years ago and many of our viewers and our listeners will also know you quite well from some of the videos that you have done, not just for Boys Brigade, but lots of other video resources that you've done. So they've seen you maybe dressed up in various different guises. acting the league, doing all kinds of things. But for those people who maybe don't know who you are, it would be a good opportunity just if you can introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself. So we'll start with you, Steve. Great, okay. So I'm Steve. I'm Stephen, but I only get called Stephen when I am... Naughty? Yes, in trouble. (laughs) Or or my mum and dad, maybe. Other than that, just, yeah, known as Steve. So... I uh, look after kind of youth and schools ministry in Crown Jesus, um, which I've been doing for a long time. I'll tell you how long because I don't want to give away my age, <laughs> um, but a long time. I am married to Kerry and with two little girls, so Sophia and Aria, who are seven and four. And what else do you want to know about me? I'm, I'm big into sport, so I'm a Manchester United fan. Yes. Come on. Yes. There'll be lots of people just hurling abuse now. And hopefully nobody has switched <laughs> off. <laughs> Keep uh, listening, please. It gets better. Uh, so, yeah, a huge sport fan, but in particular, probably football. And actually, snooker. I love snooker, too. And, um, well, yes, interesting facts, I suppose. Um, so, I live where, where we live, we have lots of animals, actually. So, there's like mm-hmm. four dogs, three horses, two donkeys, a pony, and a miniature Shetland. And even a house rabbit, believe it or not. My goodness. And two children. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. And you do love playing games. I do remember from lunch times in Crown Jesus, you love a little bit of uh, forced fun. Yeah, forced, forced a bit <laughs> strong. <laughs> forced. Uh, Oh yeah, bit of, bit of banter, bit of bit fun, of all about the games, yeah. Absolutely. And that still happens, don't worry. <laughs> Keeping the side up. And what about you, Helen? Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so within Crown Jesus, I look after our children's ministry. And then outside of Crown Jesus, I love drinking good coffee. I love hiking in the mornings and uh, doing a bit of travelling. And I have no animals to add to the list. <laughs> Better travelling's better than understatement. I was right, just about to say, I mean, favourite place this year, Helen, maybe? Yeah, uh, ooh, definitely Milan. Milan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, add it to the list. Um, well, thank you. Helen, I want to maybe start by asking you just a little bit about your heart for children. So I've seen you in action, and for anybody else who's seen you in action, they will know that you have a real heart for sharing the Bible with children in a way that is relevant and is engaging and is also authentic and true. And can you tell us a wee bit about where that heart comes from and also the reaction that you get from the children that you work with? Yeah, so if I think back to my childhood, um, I can identify one individual, a guy, William, who faithfully preached the gospel week in, week out. So 
Growing up, I was under the the ministry of what I believed to be a faithful children's evangelist. And don't get me wrong, I didn't look at him and think I want to be him. Um, but I just saw his heart and I just loved watching that. Um, so between seeing that and just seeing the, the influence he had on me. And then as like I grew up, I started to get involved in children's ministry and volunteered and served for many years. And, and my heart just continued to grow and grow. Um, and that's obviously why why I do what I do today and absolutely love it. And then in terms of the reaction of children, there's nothing like watching just like the awe and amazement of a child just engage with the Bible, just learn something new and just just see their little minds, just fully understand what's going on. Um, and then, for example, like in, in Crown Jesus, we take a 35-minute puppet assembly and we deliver it for a full academic year. So there's people that will say, does that not get really monotonous? Does that not get really mundane? But genuinely, every school you go to, children react differently. So for me, like it feels like a new production every time. So it's it really is just watching children come alive and just have fun with the gospel. And I've seen firsthand, you know, you say you do it again and again. Mm-hmm. But for you and the team that do it, every time is like the first time. Because for those kids, that's the first time they're seeing it. And you really do put so much effort into making sure that they get the same experience every time. And do, do you find the doors are still open in schools? Because it is a worry, isn't it, in this culture that we live in, that, that doors are closing towards the gospel. And we know that there's so many boys come to Boys Brigade who have no church connection at all and that's a real privilege for our leaders to be able to share with them. You finding doors still open in schools? So in a sweeping remark yes and mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong like there's there's challenges you come across and different conversations that we have to just spell out what we're hoping to, to do and, yeah. and share in a school but right now it's still very much an open Good. door but we do obviously understand and we're not naive to the fact that yeah things may change yeah great stay you deal with youth um and young people have so many challenges now you know it's a long time since i was a young person as you know long time long time ago (laughs) and you know i look at i look at my kids i look at other you know young people that i'm involved in ministry with and it is so different to the culture that i grew up in we live in such a busy world. There are so many things competing with the gospel. And particularly when you think about how much is, is in a mobile phone in their hand. Um, but you've seen that all evolve over the years. I mean, you said yourself you've been involved for many years. Um, and you've been able to speak into that. And year on year, you find new ways to speak into that and, and engage. So can you maybe share something that would encourage some of our leaders that maybe just feel at times they're just not getting through and, and you know, they're just not able to speak into the situation because they're maybe just not as engaged with the culture of young people now? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're right. I mean, it, things have changed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do remember, like, the early schools work that I did and times where if you had talked about, say, John 3.16, which people would say is the, the most famous verse mm-hmm. in the whole Bible, you know, people would have had probably some degree of understanding or, or at least knowing what it was. Where now, you know, if you mention that, you just like blank expression. Mm-hmm. So, like where people are in terms of their Bible knowledge or even just thinking about faith is like over the last 20 years has, has changed massively, you know. Um, so, yeah, so how we speak into that, then we need to, you know, be creative and be courageous and all of that. Um, 
I, I remember this story actually just last year. So we were working in a school up um, north coast, and as part of the outreach we were doing in the, the school, um, we would get like local churches on board and local youth workers to come and get involved. So one of the youth workers had gotten involved, and she said to me in the run up to it, she says, "Sorry, just let you know, I became a Christian at." Um, one of your events, and that was 2008. Wow. And she was now a youth worker in the church. And I remember reflecting on it because, so I, th- I think my encouragement to people is like, you could you can never know the impact you have on someone. Yeah. And it's a dangerous place when you, you judge it off, like one moment or a facial expression. Actually, just if you're faithfully um, given out to your young people, um, being faithful in what God's called you to do and never underestimate the impact I could have and so here's me looking at this girl going like like obviously I didn't know her she was in first year or something when she was at this event but had a massive impact on her she came to faith she's now a youth worker leading other young people and so that was really encouraging for me it was like never underestimate yeah. the impact and value you can have in people's lives um, so I think for in a world that's always shifting always changing I would just encourage people like just keep being faithful and presenting the gospel keep journeying with young people mm-hmm. and and like God God will do the rest you know and, and, and never underestimate just the impact it can have mm-hmm. that's lovely yeah God will do the rest I love that the courageous and the creative where does the creativity come from because I know you are a really creative like I've seen it where you know being in meetings with you and all of a sudden boom oh we'll do this and we'll do it where does that come from have you always had that <laughs> No, like I do love the creative. I love thinking of just new ways to just present stuff. And I, I suppose, like, because I always say, like, the message never changes. Yeah, you know, the truth of what we have to share never changes, but the methods, of course, can and do. And and so I love just thinking about like where are young people are at the minute. What like what's current to mm-hmm. them? What are they watching? Yeah. How can we use that as a little hook? get them get in and then share the gospel with them you know so um i just love that creative side and and thinking outside the box and having fun with it you know and i think it's just it's maybe a personality thing too i don't know um everyone's wired differently and i just enjoy that side of things great so you both have the great privilege of sharing jesus in your day jobs of serving god with the skills both you know, during the day in your work and, you know, at home and and anything else that you choose to do. Um, And for you, that involves writing materials, creating programs, delivering God's word to children and young people. That takes an incredible personal preparation as well. You know, you don't just walk in one day and open up the Bible and go, hey, I'm going to just pick this passage and do it. So I'm wondering, you know, thinking about your individual time with God, your preparation for doing your day job, is there anything really that you can share that that works for you that maybe would encourage someone who's just trying to find that way of of engaging with God themselves personally, because it is hard, it's busy, and it's lovely to hear other people share how they do it, because those wee tips actually help us in our own personal walk with God. So, Helen, I'm going to ask you first. Yeah. So, 
for me, like I'll take various passages and especially if I'm I'm looking at almost what we're about to deliver in schools or what program we're about to write, I'll almost take those passages in my personal time, read around it, just really grapple with it. And then for me, like I just love listening to sermons. So there's different preachers specifically or different ministries, churches that I always go to. Um, and I know that the teaching I'll receive is just that really in-depth, they're about to focus in on the passage. So I kind of almost grapple with that. So it's for me, it's like it's looking at that, looking at kind of the Bible on that bigger level, trying to understand context, the wider picture. And just for me, it's like fully understanding a passage. And then from that, obviously, I then want to apply it to our programs and our creativity. So it's almost grasping that. And then how do we simplify it for a child mm. and be able to teach it fully without obviously missing elements of the story. Yeah. So obviously like what I love to do as well is look at different versions of the Bible. So I've got my kind of core go-to and then I'll look at like the children's Bible, a few different paraphrases, various things just to try and get different language, different ways of p- people term it. And just that's really helpful for me. And an example in terms of how I then relate it to children's ministry is like Jesus calming the storm. There's a version that has this little phrase in it and it says the wind ran out of breath Okay. And for me, just yeah. as a children's worker, I'm like, oh, that just sparked something. That's I'm lovely. like, oh, there's definitely creativity I could add into that. That little phrase of how I can help teach it to children. Mm-hmm. So it's almost that bigger picture. How do you then simplify it? And then just the creativity that you add just to really engage a child. Mm-hmm. And particularly now, because as you were saying about, you know, John 316, and we're seeing it in some of the boys that are coming to BB, mm-hmm. that they've never heard the story. So, you know, you're telling them about you know, David and Goliath and they're getting so excited because they've never actually heard the fact that Goliath, you know, gets hit by these stones and, and falls down. And so you're almost starting on a blank page with some of it. You can't assume knowledge. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. And that's why we almost need to fully understand it because obviously, yeah. as you say, there's so many stories that we're now teaching that children don't even have the basics that you, that you then can dig in. Like we literally are now teaching children what we deem as basics. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Steve? Can I just say all that she said? <laughs> That's me, Dan. Uh, yeah, well, like all of that, obviously. I think it is important just to get space and time away from just the busyness of life, just to really like tune in, like, God, like, what are you saying? What is it that you want me to, to speak into here? Um and I think, you know, coming back to the creativity thing we talked about, for me, I think, like, you, a good practice that I find for me, like, I'm constantly living in that place of, like, everything can be used. So, like, it's not like I am like I have 10 minutes of the set aside and go, right, I need to come up with what I'm doing now. Yeah. But actually, as I live through every moment of every day, you come across something, you're like, oh, I can use that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great story. Or, or you hear someone preach something, you're like, oh, like that's a great. And so it's almost like if you're constantly living in that space of like what's God saying and like what's happening in the world around us, then you're just like picking bits up all the time rather than, oh, here's just a small moment where I'm going to give some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that useful for me. So I like I, sometimes I watch a random video on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that's going in the talk, <laughs> you know, because it, that the lesson we can learn from that and it it's given that where young people are at mm-hmm. and that you know they're started the starting point is very different it's useful to have those little hooks and those things that like oh, i know that video or mm-hmm. and then you can relate it mm-hmm. um to to something on scripture and then take it from there so uh, yeah that would be a few of my little thoughts mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And what about you're both like you have biblical training for want of a better, you know, expression. So it wasn't that you just came into crying Jesus, um, you know, just thinking, OK, I'm going to try this. You actually had, um, you know, studied the Bible before. And, you know, how do you feel that has helped in terms of getting you a kickstart on where you were going with understanding the landscape that you're working in? So I think with, I say this as if I'm qualified, I'm really not, but with theological teaching, obviously there's so much in it that's teaching you to go deeper and go deeper. Mm -hmm. So it's, sometimes I think it's like, oh, people could think, oh, you're just speaking to children. So you can just keep it really simple. But it's that actually understanding of before you even get to the simple, you need the depth. Absolutely. So I think that's definitely something I learned at my time, like, like studying at Bible college. It's just that you really do need yourself to go deeper, to understand it on such a level to then to then teach. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, like, if I'm working with young people, you know, lots of the stuff that's coming out now, those kind of more apologetic style yeah. questions. And um, so I, I think, like, as Helen says, not that we have all the answers mm-hmm. or because we did a, a degree or theology course that, like, oh, now we know it all, but it, it does help ground you and, you know, some of the stuff you learned there then sets you up well for like answering some of those questions. Or even like I've been in classrooms and we've had discussions on like how do you know God exists, you know, and those big deep questions mm-hmm. that at least you feel like you have some level of, of answer that you can give mm-hmm. that has weight to it. Um, so yes, it's, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So I'd love to know what's happening in Crown Jesus, what's coming up. Um, I know that there will be lots um, and we're just kind of, you know, at the, the start of, of new sessions in the autumn and, and looking forward. But it would be really useful for those people who just don't know maybe anything about what you guys do. Um, if you can share with us a little bit about what's going on, are there ways people can, you know, maybe get in touch, get involved, get engaged with the work that's going on. So we'll start with you, Steve. Yeah, well, maybe I'll, I'll start with the big picture stuff maybe and then we can get into a few specifics so i mean crown jesus our heart and our vision is for the island of ireland um and so you know our vision statement is to see the people of ireland crown jesus lord of their lives um so currently we are doing a lot of work across the whole of you know 32 counties um and that's across kind of kids youth adult ministry and we i think no matter what program or no matter what we're doing, we always carry that evangelistic edge. It's about kind of winning people for Christ to share in the gospel with people. And again, in a, in a moment where lots of people know little or nothing of the gospel, that is our heart. So big picture stuff is like Ireland and dreaming for revival across the island. Um, and then obviously that breaks down into more specific little things of what we do so maybe we could chat about that so um i'll, I'll kick us off a lot so um so like one event that that um we're involved in for youth is called hub um it actually ran years ago and then stopped for a little bit and then we thought after covid it was a good moment to start it again just a need for community a need for young people to get together and worship together so hub it's that idea of just bringing youth groups and young people together from across uh, the country to a, a place where we can kind of 
hear God's word, understand that and, and live it out. And so that's like hear, understand, become is what hub stands for. Um, so there are events three times a year. And, and so maybe people listening might think, oh, that's a good thing to get our young people involved in. Um, so the next one is the 21st of October. It happens in our office in, uh, in Belfast. Um, but yeah, just nights of, of worship, word, fellowship, uh, and really just want to invest in the next generation of, of, of young people and encourage them to live out their faith. And um, yeah, so that's, that's Hub. Yeah, and a few um, things in our, our kids' diary. So one of them is Christmas. Christmas is a big thing in Crown Jesus for our kids' ministry. And we put on our own in-house show. So we run it first week in December. We do shows during the day for schools. And then we do a show on the Thursday evening for churches, families. Um, and it's just a great way for us to, to share the true meaning of Christmas. And then another thing um, our team are currently working on is we're working towards running a children's conference uh, next kind of springtime okay. so things are still getting finalized for that but it's just going to be an opportunity just to encourage and train up children's ministry leaders and um, in evangelism and just just generally and in, in how they do children's ministry so that that's, is coming that's exciting mm-hmm. great and another thing we're working on a lot at the moment is our like digital resource website mm-hmm. so it's cjmedia.online um so this is a a website where we have resources for like school teachers, youth leaders, kids workers, and now uh, we're actually doing a bit of a revamp of it at the moment. Okay. So kind of a fresh launch. I think it's three years it's been going now, and um, it's it's been brilliant because there's lots of teachers and workers that have registered and are using the resources in classrooms or in Sunday services or whatever, uh, and so that's something that we're seeking to continue to develop. And obviously, if we have a vision for, for Ireland, a big part of that will be the digital mm-hmm. and how we can reach wider with that. So, yeah, I would encourage people to can go and check that out, maybe register and see if there's any useful resources on there for them. Well, you know? Certainly the videos we've had, the mission videos and the um, Easter videos, and all that, like amazing, really useful. And we know that our leaders get real value in using them because the kids connect with them and that you know it's a really good way of adding to what they're doing in their program and just getting sometimes I think you need a different voice speaking in just to connect with the children you may be telling them the same thing week after week but then you get a different voice that just presents it in a different way so yeah great resources there oh great and there's lots of other stuff we're up to um a lot of schools ministry um you know, we do our one-way events, which are kind of big outreach events in, in schools, and we'll, we'll tour around different places with that. Um, so it, it's pretty much anything and everything that can help us just connect people mm-hmm. with the gospel and, and reach out. So, um, yeah, I think people, if they want to find out more, could go on our website and would have all the details of, of what we're doing and what we're up to. Give you a call, send you an email, get connected in. Helen. Helen, <laughs> Helen does all the admin. <laughs> For everybody. <laughs> um, so there's a question we've been asking all of our podcast guests whenever they come in, and I would love to hear your thoughts, get your answer on it as well. So as you look back over your journey so far, is there one piece of advice that you wish you had been given whenever you were younger? So I'll start with you, Helen, because it's not that long since you were younger. Oh, oh, <laughs> Thank you, <Lisa>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, think back to my high school days. And in high school, 
I would say I had this real quiet confidence in my faith, but the emphasis is on the word quiet. So people knew I was a Christian. I didn't shy away from that, but I equally then didn't take any opportunities to actually share my faith and and tell people about my saviour. So I think in those kind of days, like in my kind of teenage years, if there were just people who could just really give me the tools and the tips to know how to evangelise and just to stir me up in, in the confidence to do it. So it's obviously quite ironic given given where I work now. <laughs> um, but it's just, if I just was given that encouragement to just boldly take every opportunity I could to share the gospel, that would, that would be it. That's a great encouragement to us all, young and old. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, be bold and, and take those opportunities. What about you, Steve? You'll have to remember a wee bit further back. <laughs> Not quite as far as you, but... I know. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm not answering the question. can't remember. Um, do you know what? I, I think of of the early days in Crying Jesus, so I was like like young guy coming in, starting this ministry journey. I think a good lesson I, I wish I had known better then was about more just being me and not trying to be like anyone else. You know, so like when, when I joined the ministry and there was people there who you know you would look up to and go like like wow look at these guys and look what they're doing and like it wasn't an expectation from them but it was just internally you feel like oh my goodness like I've got to be like that and I've got to to like deliver at that level and I've got so as a young person you almost I think probably I carried the weight of that a bit but it's really freeing then when you realize that like you know, listen, God's made you to be this way, and so just like, you know, what skills and giftings He's put into you, use them, and don't don't try to be like anyone else. And so, like, I think I've I've learned that over the years, and I think we're all still learning that, you know. And the pressure of trying to be like someone, like just be yourself, be who God's called you to be and made you to be. And that's going to be different from others, and that's great because it's that idea of the body, isn't it? And we're all we're all different parts, and we all need each other to to work to the best level. So that's probably a good lesson I think that I needed to learn when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a brilliant way to to end. You know, the podcast today. It is just that endorsement that God has made you, whoever's listening, to be who you are and he's given you the gifts and the skills to do it. So you need to step out with boldness and live for him. Um, you know, so really, really positive way to end. This has been great. Just sitting having a chat again. It's been lovely. We'll maybe do this again do another again. time. Maybe not with the microphones. We'll, end up, we'll <laughs> interview you next time. You can interview me anytime <laughs> you like. Absolutely. But we have worked with, you know, aside from the fact I've worked with you guys, um whenever I worked in Crown Jesus, but Boys Brigade have worked with Crown Jesus for a number of years from the mission and then things have, have just grown and evolved from there. And we are doing some other projects this year, some of which you're aware of, some of which maybe you're not aware of just yet. Um, but there's there's more stuff in the pipeline too. But we're just delighted to be working with, you know, guys like yourselves who really do put so much attention into making sure that it is relevant but that it also it is Christ-centred and this authentic biblical teaching. So thank you for partnering with us on this journey of, of trying to reach children and young people with the gospel. But also thanks for coming in today and being part of our podcast. We've really enjoyed having you and I'm sure everybody will really enjoy listening. So thank you. Brilliant. Thanks for having us. 
Thank you for listening to the BBNI podcast. Subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to joining with you next time.